So hello my friends, Devon Lennox here, Photography PX. In today's video, we'll cover the main highlight features and do an overview of Sony's FX6. Do know you can find timestamps and links in the description down below, as well as the pinned comment. And also know this is not a sponsored video. Let's get started. Released in the fall of 2020, Sony's FX6 is a full-frame cinema camera developed to offer high-end image quality in a truly compact form. It's a camera poised between the A7S Mark III and the higher-end FX9 and Venice cinema cameras, but one that comes to market to flush out Sony's current cinema lineup. It shares many of the same high-end capabilities from the FX9, namely the full-frame sensor, S-Cinetone profile, and professional interface, but in a form factor that matches its predecessor, the FS5 Mark II. Even so, it appears to be largely similar to the A7S Mark III, given their similarities and underlying imaging features, but that doesn't appear to be a bad thing. No, instead the opposite. On paper, it strikes an interesting balance between mobility, functionality, and control, and its leaps and bounds improved over its predecessor. So much so, Sony aims this camera to be a supplement to existing FX9 or Venice owners, wanting a capable B camera for run-and-gun applications, and it's a camera they aim to compete directly with Canon's EOS C70. It obtains a similar full-frame 10.2 megapixel backside illuminated CMOS sensor and the Bions XR processor from the A7S Mark III, and this combination produces 4K resolution at a 1 to 1 ratio, rather than oversampling from a 6K readout like the FX9. Even so, the camera still has an outstanding dynamic range, boasting 15 plus stops in the Cine EI mode with S-Log3. This outdoes the human eye's perception and provides unprecedented freedom in shooting high contrasting scenes. Additionally, the updated processor also also offers four times better processing than the FS5 Mark II. The enormous processing power also improves the sensor scan rates, but the camera uses the same outstanding rolling shutter as the A7S Mark III, and combined, they virtually eliminate the presence of rolling shutter distortion when tracking fast-moving subjects. The overall video capabilities are notably improved and match the higher-end FX9 in several aspects. It records DCI 4K 60p and 1080p Full HD 60p to the XAVCI codec in 10-bit 422 color, and it now becomes Sony's first compact full-frame cinema camera to debut 4K UHD 422 in this XAVCI codec, but it does so with a maximum data rate of 600 megabits per second for 4K and 222 megabits for 1080p. Both resolutions also record to the MXF wrapper rather than the consumer-oriented MP4 format of the A7S line. But the camera also offers the XAVC-L codec, reducing the data rates by recording 8-bit 420. There, the maximum data rate for 4K UHD drops to 150 megabits per second and 50 megabits per second for 1080p. Getting the All-I codec here is a substantial update in and of itself, and one filmmakers will surely appreciate. It captures complex motion more accurately and provides far greater flexibility in grading and post-processing, but having long gap will surely be a hit for those not always needing the better compression. It has the same built-in electronic variable ND filter from the FX9. This electronic ND filter uses a stepless design to expose for changing lighting conditions automatically, and it smoothly adjusts the density from increments of 1 4th to 1 28th ND without affecting the depth of field or camera settings, and it also 
doesn't impact the color accuracy or focus whatsoever. As such, it's a standout and unique feature that significantly improves the camera's usability outdoors. The camera also obtains the slow and quick recording mode. Here, the camera captures slow and quick motion effects at 1 to 60p for DCI 4K or 1 to 120p for 4K UHD or 1 to 240p for full HD. And it tops the FX9 in this regard, which only offers slow and quick for full HD. It also obtains several scene files, including S Cinetone, S Log 3, S Gamut 3, and S Gamut 3 Cine, Rec 709, and two HDR HLG modes. The S Cine Tone profile is the main highlight, however. This profile was first introduced on the FX9 and is based on the Venice Cinema Camera. It delivers pleasing film-like color, softer tones, and skin tones with a gradual highlight roll-off, and it removes much of the need for post-processing altogether. The camera also obtains a clean 4K DCI 60p 16-bit raw signal to the SDI connector to compatible recorders. Plus, it has zebras, gamma display assist, video signal monitors, and proxy recording. Low-light performance is excellent and mostly matches the A7S Mark III. It features an ISO range from ISO 320 to 409-600, which is equivalent to negative 3 to 30 dB gain. And the camera informally has dual native ISO capabilities as well, with a base ISO of 800 and a high sensitivity setting of 12.8K for lower lit scenes. This enhanced sensitivity, as Sony calls it, achieves a better signal to noise ratio and improves the light collection efficiency. As such, users can expect usable footage up to 25,600 with minimal issues. For focus, this camera features a 627-point hybrid phase detect AF system with 89% coverage of the imaging area. It also obtains both real-time IAF and face detection to ensure accurate and reliable focus on the subject's face. It's a broadly similar autofocusing system available on the A7S Mark III. Even so, compared to its predecessor, the autofocusing system here is enormously improved, and it's now thoroughly reliable enough to be the go-to choice amongst most users. Sony even carried over the AF transition speed and AF subject shift sensitivity settings from other Alpha series cameras. Here you can adjust the AF transition speed between 1 and 7 levels and the subject shift sensitivity from 1 and 5 levels to tailor the autofocus to the shooting demands. And the camera also has manual focusing aids too, namely focus peaking and magnification if you prefer doing this manually. It uses the Sony BPU series batteries and battery life is excellent. Expect upwards of two to three hours of recording on a single charge, depending on the size of battery you have installed. For displays, it obtains the same 3.5-inch touchscreen LCD monitor with a resolution of 2.76 million dots, equivalent to 720p SD resolution, from the FX9. And this LCD connects using a quarter 20-inch thread to nine different mounting points on the camera body. Sony also includes a viewfinder sunshade for the LCD, which helps block incoming sunlight when filming outdoors. Physically, it follows a similar design principle as the FS5 Mark II and the FX9, but weighing just under two pounds at 890 grams body alone, it's a full two pounds lighter than the FX9 and only slightly heavier than the FS5. Yet it features a durable magnesium alloy chassis around the main body, covers, and top handle for high durability and dust and weather resistance. Plus the exterior seams, buttons, and physical interface are all treated and sealed. And it does does so with a custom ventilation system with several heat sinks and an active cooling 
low noise fan for heat dissipation to prevent thermal shutdowns. As such, it's unlikely the device will ever overheat during long or extended recording sessions. Even so, the device is quite modular and compact, and you can easily pare it down to attach it to a gimbal or fly on a drone. But built up, it provides a largely similar button layout as the FS5 Mark II and the FX9 with access to all key parameters. But outside of that, it also features NFC and Wi-Fi connectivity, an included top handle that provides two-channel XLR audio inputs, a 3.5mm headphone output, a single BNC combo, input slash output port, timecode input slash output connector, a full-size HDMI, a remote interface, a USB 3.2 port, built-in tally lights, dual card slots, the interval recording function, and 16 custom LUTs. In the end, Sony's FX6 packs A7S Mark III functionality into a professional cinema camera body. It combines its proven sensor technology and autofocus with the best elements from the FX9. And it's a strange but exciting release on Sony's end that will likely make most FX9 owners quite unhappy. But even so, it's a powerful tool indeed. And at half the price, it's quite a compelling option for cinematographers looking for something more affordable. Its compact size and weight make it an excellent option for running gun applications, while its superior image quality, recording capabilities, and dynamic range make it well suited for larger applications. It ticks many boxes in performance, size, quality, inputs, and functions. But now filmmakers also have the powerful dual gain sensitivity coveted by the A7S lineup at their disposal, and no longer will you have to make do with a mirrorless form factor in the process. So there you have it, my friends. There are the highlights and the overview of Sony's FX6. For more information on the FX6, check out our website, photographypx.com. And there you will see a full detailed written review, as well as other reviews of cameras that may be of interest to you. You can also look at the pinned comment in the description down below, and I'll take you right to the full review as well. I've been your host, Devon Lennox. We'll see you in the next video. Thank you for watching today's video. I hope you found the contents of today's video insightful and it added value to you. If you're new here, please consider subscribing if you haven't done so already. Also, leave us a like and a comment in the description down below. Let us know if we overlooked something or we missed something that we covered in today's video. I've been your host, Devon Lennox, photography. Dot com.